Rabbi said, let's continue in the sugi of Gaizes. We're starting today the sugi of nails. The Gemara in Shabbos Tzadidalit brings down a machloikes whether or not a person is chayiv when he cuts his nail, when he uh, removes some of his nail or not. That's the Gemara very clearly in Shabbos Tzadidalit. Um, and obviously it's the same idea because as we said, the whole yusoid of Gaizes is to remove that which is growing from its place of growth and therefore causing you not to be able to have any mockery of growth. So when you take off what we've been discussing until now, which has been hair, you're obviously removing it from its mockery unique, from its place of sustenance of growth. And therefore the same would apply with a nail, which means that when a person cuts off a nail, the Gemara um, does discuss whether or not you're chayib or not, which the, the Gemara says clearly, that's only a shayl if you do it, um, if you do it biyat. But if you do it with a kli, with a utensil, then of course you're going to be chayev. And that's the psak lemaisa in the Shulchan Aruch, and Erechaim Sem and Shin Mem, that when you take a utensil, a kli, nail clippers, scissors, whatever it may be, that's a, you consider to be a utensil, and you cut a nail, that is an issa da'oraisa of goizes for that. How much do you have to cut off to be over? Which is, by the way, Shaila in all Malachas, the Maisa, right? The Mishnah famously talks about it, Legabe Kosev, and other places as well, of how much of a Malacha do you need to do in order to be Chayiv, because everything requires a Sheh, even though we know Chati Sheh everything does require a Sheh. The Maisa, the Chinuch, says very, very clearly, there is no Sheh. When it comes over here, in fact, with Scheinberg has a tshuva, Mershishib with Scheinberg has a tshuva, Mishmeres Chaim, that he writes, that afilu b'mashu, of a nail, a person can be chayim. I remember once asking, I go in a godl, with Israel or Bachshlita, what is the din if a person takes a nail filer? So he doesn't take a nail clipper, and clip nails, and cut nails. But rather he takes a, a nail filer and he just sort of shaves it down and he gets like, you know, little tiny, tiny little pieces of nail. Is that going to be included in the Chiv? And Rabbi Zil told me, Avada, it's the derech, people do that all the time. They maybe cut their nails, clip them, and then they smooth them down or cut whatever it may be. Or some people don't even use nail clippers, they cut them down in that oven. If that's the case, that's considered to be a Chiv for a person to use a nail filer or anything similar to that. Moving on, biting your nails. So biting your nails will not be a da'oraisa, it will be a durabonon, simply because the Gemara told us that if it's not a cleave, it's not a utensil, that's not the normal way to do it. And if it's not the normal way to do it, it turns it from a da'oraisa to a durabonon. So therefore, I don't want anyone to say, oh, cutting your nail, biting your nails is only a durabonon. No, it's only a durabonon. So let me tell the Olam, right? Let's refresh the Olam's memory who were here last year. And those that weren't here last year, Chaim, you've got to listen to this one. It's very, very important. And that is, number one. Shlobi, you ready? Number one. The Durabonon fire is also very hot. Say that on the Durabonon. The Durabonon fire is also hot. Number one. Number two. There's a famous Orach HaShulchan that Rashi of Scheinberg used to always quote. That the Orach HaShulchan says, that if you have a fellow, we should never know such a person. We should never know such a person. But if such a person would ever exist, who says, ah, to do a bonon, say that, do a bonon, no, no. Don't mistire of him, do a minion. If you got nine people plus him, find somebody else. Because you cannot mistire of him, do a minion. A yid that says, last week's part, a yid that says, ah, so do a bonon, So yes, it's a do but it's a hot fire, just like the Daraisa one. So Mamela, according to that, biting your nails is a vada Shabbos, even though it's a Dura Bonon. There is, however, and we have to mention this, 
a heta. Like every, like every halacha, there's a heta. It's always the, it's also, it's also, also, until, but. Right, Chaim, you know what I'm talking about? I used to give a shay in a chasidish shtibol, and there was a bunch of chasidim there. They always said to me, by your shay, it's really annoying, we have to stay till the end. So, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize it was so annoying. Why, why do you have to stay till the end? And have to, you can leave in the middle. No, because you always start off by saying, this is terrible, it's the worst issue in the world, if you do this, Hashem Yirachim. And then in the middle of the shay, towards the end, you're like, the maisa, there's a heta if you do it azoin, azoin, azoin. Right? So after, I remember once, I asked Rabbi Zulobach, I told the this already once, if I have to worry about boys that shop for one share, don't come to the next share. Remember Shmuel Deshaila, right? If you have to, you know, what do I do? Maybe he doesn't show up to every share and therefore he's not going to know all the halachas, right? So, um, obviously not here. Here, Bokhshem, don't let him come. But no, no, not again here. It wasn't again here. The Shaila wasn't here. It was in other places, obviously. Right? See, so Tom, I don't have to be worried. But where are we? Um, I tell you. Shin Chovches, right? The Oilem knows Shin Chovches. What's it doing in Shin Chovches? That's a whole different Shaila, because Shin Chovches is discussing Hilch's Rafua. But it's over there. The Shulchanah says, is there ever a heter to take your nail up? Now, by the way, this is very negative. I'll tell you why. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, people, you know, cut their nails. The Kovat Shabbos Kodesh. It happens sometimes that you don't go all the way to the end, or you miss a bit, or whatever it may be, and you're left. You know what I'm talking about? You're left with that annoying little piece at the end. That like every time it goes against your sleeve, it's like, oh, really annoying. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Gavil, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Right, it's it, right? Hi, yeah? Yeah. Okay, Gavaldic. It's really annoying, and sometimes it even hurts you. Because you dug it too deep, so you don't want to take it off. But it's really annoying, and it hurts you. Shulchanak says like this. Basically, if rive of the nail is off, if rive of the nail is off, and it hurts you, you could take it off with the shinoi. Okay? Which means, if rive of it is off, in other words, basically, I cut the nail, I just forgot to give it that last little, you know, last little pull off. It's all, it's there, basically off, which means, it's no longer being yonic from the skin from the body, because it's basically rubo kukulai, it's basically off. So it's no longer getting sustenance from the actual skin, from the blood, from the system. So therefore, I could basically take it off. Well, obviously it's a shail of gozes, but mokun tsar with your hand, which is with the rabbonon, like Gazu, maybe you can pull it off with the shinoi. Not in the regular way, maybe with your fingers, but maybe like in the back of your hand or something like that. And this way you can take it off. Again, only if it's hurting you or it's bothering you tremendously, then there would be a heta to do that over there. Moving on to the same sugya, but the same idea with a different parasha, and that is the sugya of skin. Also, a very big problem. People have, for example, in the area of the cuticles, right, around the nail area, very common. You've got pieces of skin hanging around them. People are just, you know, you're used to it. You're used to just doing that, right? Rabbi Shul Obach once told me that um, a bocha, anyone, not bocha, anyone, anyone during the week that says to himself, I'm not going to bite my nails so that I don't do it on Shabbos Kodesh, he's mekayim a mitzvah, the rice, the Hashem, a Shabbos, the culture, the feed the Ramban, and the meila, your yotza mitzvah. So if you want to get a mitzvah, this is what you do. I don't want to bite my nails today so that I'm not going to do it on Shabbos Kodesh. Okay? Same is true by skin. If a person has skin, very, very nagea, around, you pick it off, right? It's very, it's, you can't do that. Now, you still have the same het of the Shulchanach and Shulchanach Ches, which is if rove of the piece of skin is off, and it's really hurting you every time it knocks against the other finger or the, or the sleeve or whatever, so then there's a mockum to be makeup, a mockum to take it off with a shinoi, in the non-regular way, right? But, otherwise, it's offered to us to take off skin. What about, and this is very common, the Be'alacha discusses this shaila. It's a very common shaila. The winter time, people get chapped lips. And you have pieces of skin on your lips. How do you... Now, let me ask the item. 
Does anybody, when was the last time you saw somebody take a utensil, or a scissors, or a nail clipper, or anything, and start trimming their lip skin? I, I never saw such a thing. I never, I'm, I'm sure, by the way, nowadays it exists, because everything, unfortunately, exists nowadays. Even things like that. But, 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 uh-huh. Yeah. You really said that, yes. So, I don't say, right, Zeb, you must give. Nobody does that, right? So, how do they take off the skin on their lip? How, how, what's the deck? How do you do it? Oh, zuk iron with your teeth. The derech of taking the skin off your lip, Yosef, is with your teeth. If that's the case, the it could be to the Normally, for the raisa, you need a clean. But over here, since the mahalach, the only way that people do it, and that became the derech, is to use your teeth. The could be biting the skin of your lip on Shabbos Kodesh could be an isa you got these people outside on the street, you know, they're busy. Shabbat. We're going to see, we're going to see people who are biting their lip skin. My boy said, we're going to start screaming. Shabbos. That's what we're going to do, right? We're going to you pick up, you pick up the guy. You see a guy, my boy side. You see a guy, Chaim, you're listening very carefully. Yeah, you're listening. You see a guy do this on Shabbos. You pick him up and you throw him off the local cliff. That is what you do on Shabbos. Push it, huh? We have a roof over here for a reason. Behind the mitzvahs. We can make the mitzvahs. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, also another thing. Shlomi, you ready? The skin inside your cheek. Like inside. You, you, people do that, no? They bite inside? No, they don't do that. So Chaim saying, Chaim said they don't do it because he knows the Shulchan Aruch in Yeridei Seminayim test that says that you're not allowed to eat skin. So some of he says, oh, no, I'm a magpid. I'm a magpid not to eat skin. Says Allah, not to eat human skin. But theoretically, there's a shaila about biting the inside of your cheek, right? People do that on Shabbos Kodesh. So I discussed it once with, um, it was either Rabbi Zul or Rabbi Falk, I don't remember. And we came up with like this, very interesting. The first bite, interesting. the first bite is not really geysers, because it's not really outside of your skin, right? If you, if, if you remove somebody's arm on Shabbos, are you over on geysers? I don't think so. Right? Gozes normally means an external part, a, a, a tooth. Um, okay, a tooth is already some of Okay, a nail, the hair, things like that. A part of the body is not really gozes, right? So if that's true, so the Surabizulobach one of them told me that the first bite is not really gozes because it's, it's, it's your body. But once you've got one bite and it's hanging off there, and you, now you rip it off again, so, you know, now you have a problem with gozes. Right? It's interesting. But that's what it is. Okay? So a person has to be careful of that. Scabs, by the way, can cause goises as well, because sometimes it's attached to real living skin, and not only dead, dead skin. So if you have a scab from a pimple, or from a cut, or a wound that is healing, and you peel it off, apart from the hair that you may remove, you also may be removing real live skin, which is a problem when you remove a scab on Shabbos. Let's just finish off with one last Shiloh. And that is, does gozes apply to dead animals? Okay, now this is very nagea uh, for those people that are going to, or plan on, or wish to, or want to, wear a, a heiligestramel. Right, this is very nagea Because that comes from the tails, right, of animals. Uh, in the old days I used to have, I don't know where it went, I used to have, somebody gave me from a factory, he gave me a piece of a strama as it's being made, and I showed the oilam how it's on a skin, it's beautiful. It's amazing how it is. But before we get to that, is there gozes on something that is no longer alive? So it's very interesting that the Rambam says 
which all the all the posts can pass in. The Taz says it clearly in Shin Vov, but the Chai Odom and everyone else. The Rambam says clearly that you are Chayev when you take off the um, anything, when you take off hair or something like that from dead skin. What's Pshat? So the Rambam says very clearly, nobody takes off the hair of skin of a live animal. Right? Generally, okay, of course you can also. But when they did it in the Mishkan, one of the ways Tosfus tells us also is they used to take the skin after it was removed from the animal and they used to sort of get rid of the, uh, hair that was there to smooth the skin. We spoke about that right at the beginning. Zog the Rambam. If you have skin of a dead animal, you are still chayev for gozes, even if it's dead. And forget the Rambam holds it's worse when it's dead than when it's alive. Because the derech is when it is dead, as opposed to when it's alive. Zog the Mishtabura, again, shame the Taz. The Mishtabura says you've got to be very careful. Says the Eidek of Chobetz Chaim, you have people that wear real fur coats, real fur gloves. We're talking about fur that's not stitched in and sewed in afterwards. We're talking about a piece of skin with the actual hair, and people wear it. A person has to be careful to make sure that he doesn't detach one of the hairs on that fur coat, or gloves, or shramel, to make sure that otherwise he's over on an Issa of Gozes, according to many Shitas, according to the Rambam, and according to the Taz, Chaya Odom, and the Heilige Mishtabura as well. That's why a person has to be careful. And the last shayla we have is, and this really depends on what hersha you buy, if you have hair on cooked chicken skin. Okay, so again, this really will depend which hersha you buy. I'm not going to go into the details now. But, you know, sometimes you do get, we should never know such a thing, you get a piece of chicken and there's hair still on it. Okay? Are you allowed to take off that hair or is that a shayla of goizis, lafishita sarambam, and the taz, and the chayodam, and everybody else, that holds, that is problematic over there. Lemaisa, lemaisa, there are poskim that are machmeh, um, the famous truva, the Nishma Shabbos from, from Brooklyn, that many, many poskim want to be machmeh on that, although there are many that hold that once it's cooked already, so that's already, you know, ponim chodoshes balakan, it's a different zach, and they made a taking off, the hair would not be a problem of goizes, but don't worry, we'll get you for something else. What else could it be? Boirek. Boirek, It's an Isra of Boirek to take off the skin of the, uh, take off the hair from the skin, and therefore can only be done, Somach Lestuda, the Rabboni Shem Shegiva Siyat after learning all these halachas, to keep these halachas, Sunday, Be'ez Hashem, brand new sugya, have a wonderful day.